Pushing somebody for an answer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> we are back in the room to talk more about it. What are you laughing at? Well, like, it's just like you start off like, Way! Yeah, yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, it's because I'm recording on a seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually in a playground at the moment. You might hear a swing. <laughs> we should just add in all these like environmental sounds in the background and stuff and yeah. that's what yeah yeah <laughs> that'd be gas um what was i trying to say oh back yeah to the room. we are back, back in the room back to the room back to the room, <laughs> we are room. Back. get back out of the to fucking the room. picnic park get, get to your room <laughs> get out of that playground oh the fuck get off that slide you have some recording to do <laughs> get in out of the sun <laughs> uh, we are back in the room to talk more about video games. I'm Chris, joined by my brothers Adam and Eric. Hey. Hello. And just do that. I love that because I think you're gonna do. Hello at the same time. Uh, <laughs> we are one, and uh, we're here to give our take on our favorite games from the year 2017. <laughs> It feels a lot longer. Yeah, I find that one. Like, is, there's a lot of games where, um, some of the games that were earlier in the decade. Yeah, I thought they're. I, I was sooner. like surprised they're that old, yeah. and then some of these newer ones I think are older. And yeah. I don't know whether that's just the impact. I think that some of the earlier games I have replayed more. Mm. Um, sure. Or even <laughs> every time you say it, it's like. <laughs> I don't give a shit about <laughs> <laughs> your enjoyment. Uh, sure, nice one, nerd. Um, anyway, let's dive into 2017. So, Eric, mm-hmm. I'm gonna come to you first because um, we know you're conflicted. I am conflicted, and um, so conflict can... is what people want in a podcast. Yes, uh, they don't come here for information; they come here for your inner struggles and demons <laughs> yes um and speaking both, of both inner these, struggles and demons both of these games deal with that as a topic I think. they yeah they really do um there is the evil within two yeah and then there's XCOM 2 war of the chosen wow yeah so all the all the devils and demons okay why don't we start with um start with XCOM XCOM 2 as or, a carry on from because yeah, in the last episode you talked about XCOM 2 so this is an expansion did, of actually, that yeah yeah, it is an expansion. It's a massive expansion. It was bigger than Enemy Within expansion. It adds in new characters, adds in new dialogues, new cinematics, new classes, new abilities, uh, new weapons, new weapon upgrades, uh, new enemies, new villains with their own voice acting work. All on a new disc. <laughs> All on a new disc. There's a new cover. Um, is, there, is there a new story elements? Is there a new price? there was it includes all the expansions all the dlc as well the little mini dlc so is this sort of like the special reworked into the game edition of xcom 2 is it the one you know the way like um you'll notice it a lot with netherrealm studio games now it's like yes they'll release a new injustice or a new mortal Kombat, but if you wait a year you'll get a full game (laughs) is this what that is 
I'm not saying XCOM 2 wasn't a full game, but is this like this is like the definitive XCOM 2 experience? Yes, yeah, it would be the definitive XCOM experience, but not as low down as just the idea of you're playing a fighter game with now just, oh, yeah, no, that, all just good characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with it, as low down, right, right, okay. Yeah. So if right, any of you fucking... people out there, if fighting games are your thing, I'll you know, totally not fight you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm backing the fuck up. Uh, okay, so, but what makes this? A separate game as opposed to just an expansion of a game. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> right, no, right. Sorry, could you repeat the question? Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you know the way? How much money is this question worth? Do you know the way? Um, in the last episode, <laughs> who wants to be? A, we should uh, put that music in. Who wants to be a millionaire? Why don't we ask this question? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Copyright issues. Yeah, but it would be, it would be funny. <laughs> oh, well, as it's, long as it's for comedy. As long <laughs> it's worth... Yeah, yeah. If someone tries to sue you, you just go, can't you take a joke? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to um, you're trying to restrict my humor. Um, but last episode, Final Fantasy XV, right, was my right. second favorite game. Yes. Right? And right. I'm pretty sure this year, by the end of 2017, because it was a year later and they kept adding stuff, they released the Royal Edition. Did they? Right? So, okay. is this like if I said, well, Final Fantasy XV, the Royal Edition, was my favorite game this year? Which is essentially uh, the same game, it just has added stuff. Or is it a separate game? It's not a separate game. It's definitely an expansion on us, much like the Royal Edition, only it adds more. Yeah, I'm um, not saying... When I do these comparisons, I don't mean... I know, I know, exactly I know what you mean. I know like what you mean. This, I'm just I know, saying... I know what you mean. I know what so, you mean. it's like... The Royal Edition. Yes. Of like, XCOM Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay. So, um, technically... It's not... The okay. game didn't really come out that year then. I suppose... But this version of the game did. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I'm fair. conflicted. No, okay. Fair, no, but tell enough. us more about XCOM okay, 2. The... Right. So, you have... Um, the start of it, uh, it, it opens up... Uh, Quite similar to how XCOM 2 opens up, only with a little more added cinematic to it. Alright. Your character gets saved from an advent facility, you get brought in, and that then triggers the elder aliens to release their three chosen. um, To hunt you down. That is their whole goal. This is a whole new... Gameplay mechanic of now, not only are you trying to fight against the Avatar project, which would end XCOM, you're now trying to fight against the three chosen are hunting you down all right so you have that element uh each one of them have their own their own lines their own progression themselves with their own strengths and weaknesses they can show up randomly on any mission yeah try mess you over well uh one of them is voiced by nolan nolan north actually okay so this is a game where he showed up without troy baker just to put that part out there um (laughs) well he has done like loads without yeah yeah, that's true (laughs) and then you have the three new classes as well which are quite good at combating the uh the chosen. Yeah. There's new enemies. So the government organization known as Advent gets, I think, two, three more enemies, three, two or three new enemy types. Right. Uh, one of them is called like a purifier. They're very good at, at burning particular enemies. Then you got a priest, which has like psionic capabilities, which is like the magic of XCOM. And the third one is. No, no, there's just two. Never mind. There's just two. And the aliens get a unit known as a Spectre. 
which is like a robot made out of lots of nanomachines and they have obviously their own strengths and weaknesses. And then they also add in the Lost, which are only in these like destroyed derelict cities and they're all essentially just zombies. Humans yeah. affected by alien radiation and they've their minds have melded and they're all just zombies. If you like cause an explosion, it will call more of the Lost in. Cool. Swarms and stuff. So that creates even new, more new like gameplay mechanics. scenarios as yeah. well, right? And, and it's kind of, it's kind of can be quite creepy and stressful as well. Is so? Is this just a better version of XCOM Two? Yeah, yeah, okay. When yeah, when you're putting that way, yeah, that's what it is. I'm, I know, I'm only asking you. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I have it but, wrong, but I'm trying to figure out. It, this no, is it, XCOM it, it, Two, it, it, but improved. Yeah, it will be XCOM Two, but even improved. More added to it. Yes. Why does it always sound like every time you're asking them questions, it's like you are actually <laughs> in a court? It's like, yeah. well. Uh, <laughs> That is true, Your Honor. So what you're saying is... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very scared of the jury. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you need to go, I object, this is ridiculous. <laughs> what has this got to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> you asked for his take, damn it. Um. <laughs> uh. Yep. Okay, <laughs> that cool. Happened. So... <laughs> What made it such a good game then? Just the addition stuff? Just the, yeah, just the additional uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and can you stay for the record, sir? Uh, new new customization. Like new cost customization <laughs> options for your characters. New classes. It contains all the DLC as well. So if you didn't get them and you get this, you get everything. Yep. And uh, new. There's like new building. Like in your mobile command center you have different little spaces where you can build facilities to help yes, you yep. they introduce new facilities which help with training and improving your troops uh, you have a system called bond which is where two soldiers bond together yeah when they're on missions together they can benefit each other so there's this kind of like friendly so kind of like, like a buddy system to, yeah like a buddy system and stuff and um, which again creates even more of that dynamic of bringing the characters more to life and everything yeah and then if one of them dies does it affect the other one in it some does way? actually yeah, they true. actually get go into a panic. Wow. Yeah, and then they have to get like therapy after. Yeah, yeah, you they have, have to, to get they have to put them to therapy. Do you really? Uh, actually, maybe not. But um, <laughs> but no. Is anything you're saying about the game true? No, not at all. It's all. Can lies. you please state that for the record? <laughs> uh, there's also there's a there's a fatigue system, so your troops can is get there tired. Actually, though, there is. <laughs> <laughs> can you expand on that? <laughs> The troops can get tired, so if you don't want them to, to fuck up the next mission, you have to make them rest and everything like that. All right, cool. Yeah. That's cool. So I'd hate that. That's good. It's, it's like a great way to keep in shape. It's like people management. Yeah. It's, it's, like, management. it's like Fallout Shelter, but more stressful. Or The Sims. It's like The Sims. Or The Sims, but violent. <laughs> <laughs> the Sims is very violent. Yeah, Clearly, man. you've never played The Sims. Man, I have not. Fucking... I have only played the first one, where no matter who you choose, you always have a black man. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Just it out there. What? Yes, in the first one you always do, and she hates you. I, for some I really reason. don't think that's true. I played the first I one many times. I think that's just an episode of Tom and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. And then the other game that you were kind of uh, tossing around, yes, was The Evil Within Two. Yes. A return Great. to the shit of nightmares. Turning to the shit of nightmares where we... <laughs> <laughs> so what just happened there was, as soon as we said that, all the lights started twitching. <laughs> and oh, this is not just a playground. It's a haunted playground. <laughs> um, fucking hell. That was terrifying. Maybe we won't talk about the... No, maybe not. Um, no, so 
What about the Evil Within 2 did you like? Um, <laughs> I had to take a gulp of tea there in case... <laughs> yeah, that was, all these, that was all these questions. Like, Swallowing and panic. Like, oh, I'm worried to talk about it now. The ground is just going to start opening. I got swallowed into the depths of hell itself. Yeah. Uh, what I like about Evil 2 is it expands even more in the story. The voice way, acting is, is good. This is not an interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what I liked about the Evil Within 2. My was... strengths and weaknesses are. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you, yeah, you're answering me like it's an exam question. <laughs> I just want your fucking opinion, man. <laughs> uh. Did you like the evil in two and why? Um, just, to, okay, never mind. <laughs> I was going on with the exam question, quirk. Um, <laughs> so it expands on the story. The, the gameplay is improved. The voice acting is a hundred times better. It is better. And it's, it's still not amazing. Fuck you too. Oh, all right. <laughs> Did you think it was? Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Okay. It was okay, class. Fair enough. Fair enough and because one, one of the best things about it is, because you know always, if you get do a horror series, horror games, and you get the character that's already experienced it, it immediately now is not as scary. Well, there's yeah, there's a worry that, well, that character is going to get used to this. Yeah. Yep. You still have that fear. Because of the fact you're going back into the, you're going into a new and improved STEM system where you're in this virtual reality thingy, yeah, and all messed the up matrix, yeah, messed up matrix. That's exactly what it is. All the creatures are now different, so therefore everything is still a new experience. There's this, there's a new spider lady kind of type thing in it. Yeah, it's, it's like a huge thing with like a saw hand or something, isn't it? Or oh, actually, no, is that that, a different that, one? That, that's of... that's another terrifying creature. Yeah, yeah, that's and she like pops through a mirror or something at one point, like they. When yeah, they introduce she, her, it's really fucking scary. Yeah, she pops through a mirror, and another time she comes along, if you find a group of bodies on just piled together, she will most likely burst out of them as wow. well. Or they all make her. I think she actually is a, a, just an yeah, amalgamation. Yeah, she an amalgamation of bodies. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of hands and stuff in her upper yeah. torso. Uh, and... The thing I was thinking about was Spectre Girl, or whatever the hell you want to call her, Ghost Lady. Right. Uh, first time you, you meet her, you just go into a house, you go into a room, you find a journal, you read a journal, you go out the bedroom door, main to the main hallway, then a couch in the sitting room just flies against the front door. And then the whole room just goes this like grey blue colour and it goes really cold and foggy and then you hear this like laughing, this little uh, like snigger and something, you turn around and she's just there in the hallway <laughs> the lights did the twitching again yeah the lights did the and then the dog again. in the background is growling and they sense evil and uh, <laughs> this, this whole session is getting so creepy it's like we're doing a seance <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like and then the couch moves and then <laughs> what the fuck okay sorry continue so she, she then the kind of jumps towards you or moves towards you and you kind of run away like yeah. into another room and then you end up back in like a hospital <laughs> area <laughs> from like the first like game said, oh, please continue ignoring lights it's like if we had guests over it's like well just so you know someone lives here you can't see them but <laughs> just yeah, ignore yeah. them yeah yeah it's like if you come over it's like um no you'll have to mind the ghost <laughs> <laughs> tends to move things around just ignore it yeah just ignore it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. don't leave your phone plugged in uh, <laughs> uh sorry Anyway, and so she, when you like escape into the, this kind of, in, well, escape from where you end up in like a hospital from like the first game. Oh, right, yeah. And you have to try, like, get past her, sneak past her. And she just floats through walls and doors. She doesn't open anything. She makes no sound. 
apart from Hums Lullaby. Oh yeah, just the whole yeah, time. She the is the creepiest. She is so creepy. Yeah, that was. Uh, the I have, I've actually because I've seen a lot of footage from the game. Not only from when you were playing it, like I haven't played it myself, but and I've seen other people play it online because I'm always curious about new horror games, uh, especially to see the new creatures and mm. designs. And I have not seen her, so I'm really curious. I've not looked her no, up. Yeah, she's, I, so, she's super creepy. Yeah, she's that sounds really horrible. interesting. Um, the gameplay was improved in this game, right? Or in yeah. your opinion, is it? It's improved from it, but it's still quite similar. It still feels quite. Uh, doesn't feel like a completely different game, still feels quite um, similar, so you know it's like the same world and you're still quite used to it, with then some different mechanics as well. It's just kind of, they've opened up more options, I think, isn't it, in the gameplay? Um, yeah, new crafting options. Uh, I think you can craft gunpowder. No, that's Resident 7. Um, Not even just that, though. I don't mean like... I, I just mean like like you can go about the game in a Well, now they way. have like open... They have uh, greater open maps. With like it's kind like of, a sandbox kind of game. Kind of, with like side quests and everything as well. Yeah. Um, which expand on the world. I mean. And then they have... Um, that's exactly what I was trying to get you to say. <laughs> <laughs> you well, see, just, he's guilty! <laughs> even he admits it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, we're using you guys done talking? <laughs> Can I say what I like about the fucking game now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just your fucking turn. Variety of weapons as well. It's great. It's a great way to kill things. You know what I mean? And keep in shape. Yeah, keep in shape. Side quests. There's with two villains or something. There's three villains. Three villains. They couldn't beat Ruvik, so they split him with the tree. Right. But yeah, is Ruvik not in it at all? No, they rent. They mentioned because, it. he's not in it, but some of the enemies from the first game are in it, and it's a really cool sequence. Okay, cool. Because not to spoil the end of the Evil Within one, but you kill Ruvik. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was about to say not to spoil the end of the Evil Within one, right? But Ruvik is out there. Is he? Man, that statement is way out there. <laughs> way, way out is there. Is he? How do you not know this? Because it's dumb. <laughs> so, Ruvik's... So that, I, I was just curious in the second game, would he show up in... Okay, spoiler alert for the Evil Within 1. Right. Um, You're talking about when he transfers his consciousness into the weird child? He's in Leslie. Yeah, do you not remember the bit when it says Leslie and Leslie is in a body bag? So he's dead? What? Mind blown. <laughs> in which? First one. But he's there at the end, right? Leslie, yeah. And he turns around to Sebastian, and Sebastian gets the same pain in his head that he used to get whenever Ruvik was around. And that's to let you know Ruvik successfully made it out. Because his whole plan is to swap his conscience into someone else. Leslie is who he's trying to get into, so yeah. that he can leave the machine. And he gets away. Because it's one of those endings where you thought you won. It's like a classic horror. And then at the last second, you realize the villain actually completed their plan and they got away. So Ruvik is out there and he's oh. alive he's in Leslie's body and then people walk past and then Leslie's gone oh, you yeah. never got that? Like, I don't remember that scene at all right so that's the end of the evil within one oh, unless right. there's multiple endings maybe I'm wrong no, no, I've there, seen there, that there, ending there, I there isn't that. multiple yeah. endings no so yeah that's I why I was surprised because I was like surely in the follow up no, you, will come back in well, some well maybe he'll be in the third one because it does maybe, maybe they'll come back to him because yeah, maybe they will. Because this one seems to deal mainly with Mobius, who was mainly responsible for right, the events. Right, yeah. they're of, like the umbrella of evil. They, they are the umbrella of uh, evil within. And there's a great sequence when you actually get to take them on when you're playing as Julie Kidman. I think it's, oh yeah, yeah. She's like the Ada of it. 
it's, <laughs> if the game is just kind of Resident Evil 2 mixed with the Matrix. Not Resident Evil 2, but just Resident Evil mixed with the Matrix. That's that's pretty much what the games are. But um, yeah. there's a great sequence when you get the... Oh, no, that sounds good to me. Like, sounds like the movies. <laughs> 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 yeah. But uh, you get to play, play as her uh, taking on the different agents of Mobius, which is yeah. great. And it's a cool premise on the idea of... Uh, Sebastian Castellanos, when you first see him, he's in a bar, uh, like at the end of a, but like his mind is just at the end of a bottle, like you know, he's just drowning himself in alcohol, and then because he was constantly trying to look for Mobius because this, what essentially what they did to him, his mind is still back in the hospital. Like, he's got PTSD. He's really got from the first massive game. PTSD. He's fired from being a detective uh, because of it. Yeah, they all declared him insane. And then eventually they come up and they say that they need his help. And he's like, why? And it's like, oh, because your daughter's actually alive. And he thought she was dead for like, for years, for years he thought that she was dead. So just to, to find that out as well and everything, to have that premise of being a father kind of character, trying to get to your daughter, the person you weren't there for, for a long time. <laughs> I don't know if, sorry, I yeah. don't know if the growling and the running around is showing up, uh, is being picked up by the mics, it might be. Uh we recently, not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago, we got a, a dog. Uh, her name is Pippin. And uh, normally she's very quiet, but at the moment she's very excited and she's attacking her bed. So you might hear that on the mics. <laughs> Maybe she's or she just doesn't like the Evil Within too. I don't Maybe know. not. <laughs> she's just expressing her dislike for it. I don't know. Um, do you think it's better than the first one? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Is it that is. just because of the way it plays? Uh, yeah, the way it plays, again, the, the voice acting and script writing is way better. The right. um, the graphics are way better. Um, it just, it misses the aspect of, it has all these like really cool designs, but you don't really know the reasoning behind it. One of the great things about The Evil Within, the first one, was <laughs> that dog scratching the bed. <laughs> She's very loud. She's very distracting. Um, Between clown horns and fucking... <laughs> Evil ghosts and scratching dogs and what the <laughs> fuck is going on? This episode is haunted. Um, um, so, like, in the first ones, like, every yeah. creature has a design and has a reason for its design. That's right, yeah. All, like, Rubik's fucked up mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one is just kind of like, ah, oh, here's a monster. Why? Well, because yeah, it's a monster. Oh, okay. Right. And yeah. It doesn't really have a reason. Now, some of the creatures are thematically designed around a particular villain you're trying to take on at that time, but... There's not really much of a reason. Like you got the 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 camera thing with the multiple legs and it's got an old-fashioned camera for a head. All right. That creepy thing that hunts you down. You didn't, none of you have seen that thing? I haven't seen that either. Describing this does not sound scary at all. No, when it you sounds see cool. It, when you see it, it it's quite creepy because it's kind of got like... It's it, got fucking spider legs, Adam. <laughs> it, its legs are almost done like a ball, You know when a ballerina is walking on like its tippy toes? type thing yeah so it's got that and then it's got the camera thing and then it's got weird sounds and it's like constantly looking man what's not scary about ballerinas and cameras man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just look it up just, just look yeah, it up that's there fucking terrifying. Um, <laughs> look up what ballerinas with toes or <laughs> <laughs> what would you call it the evil within two camera monster sure type that yeah. out yeah so, Get so it up. like yeah. that thing that thing is very if much associated with the artist villain yeah. who like Kills people, takes a picture, and locks them in that moment of dying as like his yeah, form he's of real, he's real messed up. He's really messed up, and he has all these paintings of like blood and so he like he killed people. Do you to... wish that they had focused on one villain? Does the game? It feel does. A it does bit get a, It does get a bit yeah disjointed. Oh okay, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, isn't it? 
Yeah. I'll see it actually, just so I can rehorrify myself. Rehorrify? Yes. Rehorrify. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. That thing is messed up. Yeah, I would not like that color. Yeah, near that's. Me. See? It's like ballerina legs, but it's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> you should definitely, yeah. If you listen, yeah. look it up. Uh, yeah, look it up. Like, it also, look up Ghost Lady. No, it's okay. No, no. We'll uh, look you it up you know the. Um, it's like. Do you ever see the, like, when people do realistic renditions of like Pokemon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of them are kind of creepy. Yeah. This looks like if someone took like one of Sid's toys from Toy Story but did like a realistic rendition of one. Right, that's yeah. That's exactly what that looks that's like. That's actually yeah. a very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a good description. Horrifying. Um uh, yeah, cuz the minute you're done with the artist guy, then you're on to some weird cultist guy who like deals with fire and he has lots of fire enemies. Is the name Theodore? Theodore, yeah. yeah um yeah. he sees himself as some sort of preacher guy who wants to become like god of this new world. Right. And then after him, then there's another enemy, which is kind of like Ruvik, but deals are like white goo and stuff. And they have the, their... I've heard the plot of the game is quite strange in that Mobius' plan is on putting huge... everyone in a stem. Yes. Right? In the world. Yeah. But the problem with stem is once there's a psychopath in it, their mind takes over it. They, that's yeah, the issue they're having. They... But they plan on putting everyone in the world in it. They're planning on creating like a perfect utopia kind of concept, especially one where they can monitor everyone and change everything to will once they want to. So much like, uh, what's that old film where everyone is in this Night City? Is that the name of it? Dark Dark City? Dark City, maybe? Yeah, Dark City. Dark yeah, City, yeah, yeah. So that kind of idea where they have these weird alien creatures who have everyone in this city and they just watch over them and they're able to manipulate right. things at will. But, yeah, I thought part of the plot was that um, if a psychopath is in it, it ruins the system it ruins the system. how many yes. psychopaths in the world are there that's what I'm trying to get at oh yeah no they're like if they're never, planning I, on putting everyone in the world I <laughs> never said their plan was, was in any way um, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> no but it's just yeah it's an interesting concept so yeah the, the thing is Sebastian's daughter is the is the core of the of the system because you always need uh, one brain to build a world so they yeah. thought a child's mind is the most malleable so they have a child's mind. Because they knew that from Ruvik, who was a psychopath, you couldn't use that. It so are all the creatures in this game manifestations of the child's mind? No, they're all the psychopaths. Oh, they have somehow like because, taken over? Yeah, because they're aware that the whole thing is a system, they're able to manipulate it. So they That's almost they almost have like a stronger psychosis than everyone. So else. Like they can bend the matrix because they're aware that it's not real. Yeah, and because their mind can go that extra distance of imagination, kind of, because they're fucked up in the head well other people it's can. weird that like the premise of the game just seems like it's so uh far from its initial inception or the or whatever yeah like the, the creation of the game you know yeah like it was initially supposed to be more psychological horror and now it sounds it kind of suffers from the same problem i think assassin's creed does where it had an initial premise and then they kind of went more sci-fi and now it's after getting well, they still deal with the psychological stuff. But I yeah, know what you mean. it doesn't seem to be like... It's not a psychological horror anymore. It's a No. Action well, horror. A morality horror or something. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Why, is there choices in it? I don't know. No, like, no, I mean, really. the fact that it's like about, you know, getting all humankind into this thing. Oh, look, I don't think that shows up all that much in the game. I think that's just... Right. That's the... But the organization who are building STEM, are, that's what they're working towards, basically. Or but work. it's like it's like Umbrella, you know, like 
it's never a defining part of any of the Resident Evil games but ultimately for some fucking reason Umbrella want to infect everyone in the world at some point and you're going why? It doesn't mm. make sense like but you just take each game as their own product and don't think about the the end results of the plan. Um, so are we saying the Evil Within 2 yeah, is we'll your say, favorite game? Yeah we'll say from... Evil Within 2 would be my favorite game of 2017. Okay cool. Yeah uh, well I, yeah because in fairness when it came to that year that was probably the game I was most surprised it was coming out and was The looking... artwork was really cool. Our All that white stuff. Yeah. That was really and cool. The trailer, really trailer, trailer was great. Oh, trailer was fantastic. The trailer was brilliant. Um, so that, that one I was, look, I was looking really forward to. and I was really surprised that actually, when it was announced. Yeah, because I thought Evil Within 1 didn't do that well. I, well, I, yeah, yeah, I had thought that yeah. they had kind of just abandoned it or something. Yeah. So I was really, really surprised. But pleasantly surprised to see it. Yeah. Um, Adam. Yeah. Favourite game of 2017. I would have to say probably Resident Evil Seven. Oh, the lights are going to twitch again. Yeah, another <laughs> it's horror, another horror, another horror episode. Horror ah, just okay. to, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer as well. Like Resident Evil Seven was phenomenal. Uh, it was very good. Yeah, it was my second favorite game that year. Yeah. Yeah, I put it down as my second. Is there an you XCOM? Just had XCOM? Yeah, but XCOM Two is an expansion. It can be your you know? number three, man. It can be your number three. <laughs> It's great anyway. It's a great game. It's up there. Unreal. Uh, What did you like about it? Uh, Well, just I suppose the initial impressions of it was got it for. Well, it wasn't Christmas. It would have been Halloween. No, no, it came out in like February or something. January, February. It was. Yeah, it was January. I think it was a really early release game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I remember. I think everyone was really surprised with how early it was. Yeah, and I remember installing it, and I. Played it and got to Mia coming up the stairs at you and stuff like that. And I took it. I noped it out of the yeah, fucking PS4 into the, into the case, nope. went onto the shelf, and I didn't touch it until the end of the year. Yeah. I think I had to convince you to play Yeah, it. I think I'm pretty sure. Like, everyone bra- was like, you have to play it. You it have takes to bravery. I was like, it just scared the shit out of me. It is a really scary game. Yeah, and uh, I, I actually I think it's great to be able to say that about a Resident Evil game again. Yes, like mm. it was really nice to be able to say. Uh, I think they were finally. It felt like they were they they made the game with a bit of pride. They were like, let's just embrace being fucking scary again, like and just not so concentrated on action segments or yeah. action sequences, and let's just be really. And uh, we talked about PT before. Yeah, the influence is absolutely there. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely like yeah. very early on you feel that kind of PT and Outlast kind of vibe like out, yeah. outside I felt a bit of an Outlast you know just before you enter the mansion yeah uh, felt like the beginning of Outlast you know showing up in the car but it has that like outside and then... like I uh, from the last episode talk about Doom um, these studios going back to their roots kind of a thing like there's so much about Resident Evil 7 that feels like the first Resident Evil like the yeah. the simplicity of like kind of the characters not knowing what they're getting into they enter a mansion the mansion has like these weird quirks to it that have like these puzzle doors puzzles and, and things weird keys shaped yeah. like animals to unlock doors and all this kind of stuff like all, without being like explicitly just a straight up remake it just captured the what made the original Resident Evil game so special and brought it into like this new direction. Well, it's interesting that, um, and a lot of people have related it to the early 
Resident Evils. Yeah. Because in terms of gameplay, it's the biggest departure. Well, the uh, I suppose camera angle would be. Yeah. 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 So no, I'm just, it's just that's interesting that, um, like if they were to tell you, or a new Resident Evil is first person, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing I think anyone would say would go, "Oh my God, they're completely changing Resident Evil." Yeah, I know but a lot of people didn't like it, but oh really? Yeah, they didn't like the it be going first person. But the motivation as to why it was first person, I think, is admirable, right? Because it just showed that. It's not like we don't know whether or not Resident Evil Eight is going to be first person now. It may not be. Yeah, we don't know. Um, because with two and three, the remakes, remakes, they gone back maybe to maybe otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it's third person, over the shoulder kind of view. But the reason for Resident Evil Seven being first person is just purely because of VR. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like and they, the guys you've were, played it in VR, haven't you? I've not played a whole game in VR. No. I've played a bit of it in VR. Why would you? No one deserves I would absolutely. Oh, I would, I'd love to I would go not through the whole, game. the whole thing. No, I, I was trying to get no through. Uh, where was I last? In the, I think I was trying to get through the madness difficulty. Jesus. Yeah. I think. What well, th- that's really that's what I find really interesting about Resident Evil Seven is that if you up the difficulty, it doesn't necessarily just make the challenge harder. It also moves locations of things, and it also changes the trigger like in every game there's always like if you walk through this door it'll trigger a moment the, the person that will then chase you for the whatever right yeah whereas if you up the difficulty in it they change the location of it so you you walk through there and you're like oh he's not appearing that's weird right and so it's you, throwing you off and you feel yeah and the key that you need initially would have been in one location and you can just get it but this time the key is in like a bird cage and you need the coins to unlock it, and you need a certain amount of them. So it wow. completely changes the dynamic of the game. It's aware that you've played it before. Yeah. And you're just playing now on the... Because you can't get Madness until you've cleared the game in anyway. So, oh, okay, yeah. So you, you would have had to play the first anyway. So it, it just completely changed the dynamic of the game. I think that's where it was last time. But, uh, yeah, it got really stressful, so I stopped. <laughs> it is a stressful game. Do you think it'd be fair to say, like in my opinion... It's the scariest Resident Evil game. You think that's fair to say? Or what do you think? Um, I don't know because I think after like even I've played it a good few times. Yeah. Because I've gotten pretty much all the unlockables in it. Like there's the things that you can get, like these sneakers that make you walk fast or. Particular type of I think there's a particular type of gun. No, but even just on first playthrough, because every game is really on first playthrough. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I would say no, actually, because well, Jack, okay. Jack is. Yeah, that bit is. That's what I was gonna say. Like, start so is very even if I stressful. replay it, right? Even on a replay, the start stresses me out. Like the whole Jack in the house coming after you with his shovel. Yeah, that still is terrifying. Yeah, but the rest of the game, although visually is more terrifying, like the weird spider lady. Why is there always a weird spider lady? <laughs> well, she's more like flies and insect lady. Yeah, she's like insects in general. She's kind. Of, she kind of looks like um, one of the characters from or one of the enemies from the film Legion. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. she like looks like elongated that, limbs, but sounds everything. like Jessie from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really yeah, uh, really, really weird. Confusing. But I just find that like all the kind of everything after Jack, the main like the. The dad. The dad of the house. Yeah. 
is just not as scary. There's like kind of a... But you see, I feel the same way about like, so Resident Evil 4, which on first play yeah, would have scared true. the shit out of me. Yep. Once I got past the village, it got less and less scary. And as soon as you get to oh, the... Oh, no. Well, like, okay, the cultists are a bit scary. But as soon as you get to the island, it's just... Oh, no. No, it's, stress, <laughs> it's stressful, but it's not scary anymore. It just becomes this fucking... Oh, yeah, the regenerators are creepy. There, it doesn't matter how many times I play Resident Evil 4, I will never, there's, I never get used to the regenerators. They are always but the little, terrifying. The little girl in Resident 7 is scary. Well, see, to me, she is. Yeah, like there's the ship. So bit. there's always moments where. Yeah, there's a bit where there's the ship and, and oh, you've got God, no yeah. weapons. Stressful. That bit can get a bit stressful. Um, hmm. But apart from that, I, like, I just really, really enjoy playing it. Like, it's not. It is scary, but not to the, not like Alien Isolation or. Oh no! I just meant out of the Resident Evil series. Yeah, I don't know. I still think the, the original Resident Evils are probably scarier. Like two, like that being remade is probably scarier. You should try it. <laughs> I played a little bit. Of it is. Res- Resident Evil Two is Can't definitely Resident Evil Two is stressful. Is scarier than Resident Evil Seven. seven do you think yeah. so? I yeah. don't. And no. I think maybe it's just the. I do think it's scary. And I think it's stressful, but I think once I'm not in first person, All right. I feel a little bit safer. Uh, once I'm in first person, it's that's what it is for me. The first okay. person thing of it is what makes Terrifying. RE7 scarier for me because I feel more like I'm in the hall as opposed to... So when I'm playing, and I've, I'm playing Resi 2 Remake at the moment, I'm near the end of Leon's campaign. Um, but... When I'm playing it, if I'm getting into trouble, I'm like, Leon, get out of there. Come on, come on, come on, get the fuck out of there, right? So I'm I'm aware that I'm not Leon. I, I just need to get Leon out of there. Or like something will be attacking me or Mr. X is following me. And I'm like, tell him to fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. You know, and I'm trying to get away from him. Whereas in Resi 7, I was like, he's coming after me. Or I was like, I'm in the hall. Oh, yeah, okay. I need to get away. So I just felt like I was actually under, I, so I was getting stressed for me rather than stressed for a character. Hmm. <laughs> That's just, that's just for me, you know. The well, first I love that like, horror game scaring me more because obviously, like, the series just went down the gutter with five and six. Mm. Yeah. Um, but this game doesn't say they never happened, right? Like, it's no, like, not at all. The whole bio weapons thing is was still like actually happened, and this is just like kind of a smaller story that kind of is a um, a result of bioweapons being used by larger corporations and governments and stuff like that so the the story i think is just really really good like how they because yeah. t- initially it was like this has nothing to do with umbrella and then when they tie that in like they do yeah. it really because subtly as at well. the start it does feel uh, quite like i know all the little elements that are the puzzles and stuff but it does feel quite like a departure from resident evil like it feels yeah. like you're like you know i'm away thing. from I'm not playing as anyone from the other games. I'm well away from Raccoon City. There's no mention of Umbrella. There's no sign of anything. But later on, those connections come, and then like it all starts to fit together. And even and when you get a gun, or the more you get weapons, the like later on, it really feels like a Resi game. I think. And like even you start fighting, you know, um, essentially zombie style enemies. Yeah, and And, they they and they look like something. They look exactly like something from like they look like the ones from. Uh, kind of like the Ouroboros thing from 5 a little um, bit like that and a little bit the, like those two guys from Resi 4 the alien predator things like the molded guys yeah, yeah. I think they kind of look like Ouroboros mixed with the regenerators the way they walk and they got the big yeah. set of teeth and there's also actually yeah um, that's a good call what's the other one as well that came out on 
Uh, I'd like the record to state that was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, yeah, there was another Resident Evil game, uh, Revelations. They looked like the Oaks from Revelations as well. All right, I'm sure yeah. that's scary. I, I never really played any of it, but I'm sure that kind of goes back to its. Not nah, really, no, no, no. That just feels like five. Oh, okay, but. Yeah, so it, like everything about it just feels like it belongs in Resident Evil, and it has this almost a uh, reboot kind of feel to it as well. Does a little bit, hmm. but it's still like yeah, it's the seventh one. Especially the ending. The ending mm-hmm. is weird. You think the ending is weird? The ending is really weird. A guy, um, repels out of a helicopter. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, and introduces himself. Uh, and if you've played the Resident Evil, any of the Resident Evil games, really, mm. you'll recognize the name. But you won't recognize the person. No. And yet they've done. Oh, you mean the visuals looks of? Yeah. Oh, okay. They've done an expansion to say this person is that person. Yeah. But you're like, why? Well, why do they look so different and sound so different? And he doesn't sound any different. And and didn't he? He pops out of a helicopter with a symbol on it. Yeah, that's the bit that's confusing. That's like. Like who he well, who he works for isn't. Who the fuck is he working? Yeah, what the, the hell's going on there? In the expansion, I wonder is there more there? Yeah, I played the expansion called I'm not, not a Hero. Not a Hero, yeah. Yeah, so you play as Chris Redfield, you're going through and you're fighting all the Jesus, molded. I was trying to be... <laughs> it's so like, good, if yeah. anyone wants oh. to play the game, like... Spoiler alert. Uh, Chris <laughs> Redfield, yeah. Um, but, okay, do I keep... I the whole time saying this person. Yeah, I know, but it slipped out. I'm sorry, all right? <laughs> I get excited talking about this stuff, if you haven't noticed. Okay, um, go on, go on. So... <laughs> when you're doing it, I think it's that um, there's like a faction umbrella that's trying to right the wrongs of the past, and you're not working for them; you're working with them. Oh, okay, I think that's what yeah. it is. Uh, I could be wrong. People, Go play it. No, no, I think a lot of people no, have, have uh, speculated that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes more sense. It's just weird because, yeah, okay. So it's Chris Redfield, but he pops down, and he, he just like it, yeah, he doesn't look like him, and then he goes, "I'm Redfield," which leaves you. It's like. Why would he introduce himself? Ah, he does that look way? like him. Like, he just doesn't look like he like bench presses a fucking truck anymore. <laughs> no, but it's just I. I just found it was a weird introduction. Sure. It's like Batman showing up in a game saying, "I'm Wayne." I was like he'd never introduce himself that way. So am I supposed to think it's a relative or that's why I? So he didn't look like Chris as a new. He didn't sound like Chris as a new. He popped out of a he helicopter. Did that sound Chris like Chris. Pop out of. I didn't think so. It's the same bloody voice actor. Is it really? Has to be. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Do you want me to look up the cast? No. No, okay. I'm sick of these cast lists. What are you, Mr. IMDb? <laughs> I've had enough of it. Um, did you think, what did you think of, like, was there enough enemies in Resident 7? They yeah. minimized it, like. Yeah, no, I thought there was enough because there were quite, um, they did take a good few bullets and they were quite, uh, yeah, they were good. They were good. Uh, they were good <laughs> I thought there was enough oh, enemies. <laughs> they took a bullets, man. I think. It, you see, with the setting of it, the fact that yes. it's isolated, I think if you had loads, it'd be like, but this is ridiculous. Where do they all come from? Yeah, and there is quite a lot of them. And then go, going back to the roots of Resident Evil as well, like before 4, there wasn't really that many. Like no, 4 yeah. turned it into an action game. It did. Um, But before that, it was always like, yeah, an isolated location, a few enemies, very difficult to take down, and most cases just run around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like often you'd shoot them they'd fall down and they'd get back up like yeah. I played a little bit of Resi 1 and like that first zombie of me like uh, I don't know if anyone ever kills it on the first yeah. go like, it just gets back up well, I really love you end up just leaving that hallway one of the things I love about 7 is yeah. uh, well obviously how familiar everything is but you notice like there's a in the hallway of the house there's a painting and when you look at the painting it says Arclay Mountains I think it's 1997 that's right yeah. Like, yeah. yeah and then if you search the house you'll find there's um, 
these kind of files from like contractors and those contractors are the same guys that worked on the mansion in the Arclay Mountains. All right. So they were obviously the family must have been, I don't know, maybe fans of the mansion or something like that, and wanted like this stuff. These cr- this quirky in, design in, yeah, and stuff. Included it's a funny little thing, well. and it's funny that like in all the Resident Evil games, there seems to be this weird. I was laughing about it the other day. We were playing Resident Evil Two, and there's a bit where you have to get these keys for an electrical, like, board, right? Yeah. And all the keys are chess pieces. And oh, I was yeah. like, who the fuck could make this thing, right? Yeah. So they, uh, like, that must have been just in the original game. And I don't know if they ever justified it in the original game, but in this game, they come up with some reason to try and justify it. So it's made by a company called King Electrics or something like that. And they ha- and the guy has this, um, there's a letter. Night, night Electrics. Sorry, Night. Night, yeah. that's what it is. And they have this letter to say, um, you know, I hope you enjoy our quirky chess-based design or something like that. <laughs> and at the end, the guy who signed it off, it says like he's a member of like a chess, um, like some chess, chess club or something club. like that, and has right. played chess championships and stuff. <laughs> so they come up, they try to come up with some reason as to why chess pieces are the keys to this electrical thing, where this company do it as their gimmick or um, their calling card. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so yeah. it's just it's funny that. You mentioned it in Resi 7 yeah. as well, that they try to, uh, now they're at a point where they're like, they feel they have to rationalize the weird shit in their maps, yeah, and, yeah. which they probably never did on the PS1. But it's nice that like having that in 7, the kind of callback to the first game, just the overall, I suppose, setting and tone feels similar. But then when you walk into the safe rooms, there's always the safe room in Resident Evil. Yes. It's just so weird how when you walk into that room, it just hits you with nostalgia. Like, there's something about that music that. And the typewriter. That it just sounds like. Well, it wasn't a typewriter in that one. Wasn't it? No, it was a tape recorder. That's right. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's a tape recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you have to find. Like, in the old games, yeah. it was you have to find a ribbon for the typewriter to save your progress. But in this one, you have to find tapes. Well, you don't have to in the. But in the harder difficulty, like in Madness difficulty, mm. in order to save the game, you have to find tapes and you have a limited amount of them. And you have to put the tape in. Then Jesus. The and then you've it's used. Like PS1 you've, era. You've used that up then. Deadly. But uh, the, the the music is new, obviously, written new for Resident Evil 7. But it just sounds really familiar. There's, yeah. Like when you walk in. It's There's like, always a vibe to those really safe rooms. calming. It's 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 odd. Like, it's like therapy. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird that very early in the game, uh, your character's hand gets cut off. Yeah. And then yeah, stitch, stitch back, back on, on and you have use of it. But look, at the game is just like gruesome and violent and horrible. Like, you so can lose your leg as well. Yeah, and you can just like stick it back together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, parts of you can be ripped off and you can just stable back on. Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah, it's, it's like, weird. Like, it's not realistic, but it's just... Well, I think... No, no one said no, it. Yeah, I think uh, there I is like story really reasons for that. But yeah. The, yeah, I think there is. It's Chris Redfield. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Uh, Answered everything. <laughs> but uh, no, really good game, really good like experience, I think. And um, there's an interesting plot in there as well. Yeah, and the um, the promo up to that was so good. Like, I love the really good. Yeah, the, material the, the, mm. the, the, the demo the, you play as the yeah. TV crew. Yeah. You, I remember playing wait, that. Isn't it you play as a guy who's come there after the TV crew 
Did anyone know that was Resident Evil when that launched after? They called it something else. They call it. Did they just call it VHS or something? And it, it's like it's done like a camcorder tape. It's done like found footage. No, the kitchen was the VR one. Yeah. No one knew that was Resident Evil. No. But I think and when the demo. Our mom did it. Yeah, and when the demo did uh, came yeah. out though, I think I think that was. I think it was just called the beginning hour or something. Yeah, Resident Evil Seven beginning hour. I think wasn't it? Yeah. I don't actually think they... they I don't know, I just remember just... playing the one with the, the lads with the found footage thing. Yeah. Yeah, that is in that one. And, um, and you get the tapes and you put in the tape and then it takes you back in time and then when you do something in it, it like, I love that shit. That was really cool, so cool and really kind of scary and it's cool that they were using VHS tapes and old TVs even though it's set now because it's like, this is a yeah. crowd that haven't moved And they did like... it for the promotional material as well. Like, so when they were, right. they were sending the copies to, uh, I suppose reporters and, and journalists and stuff like that they'd send them a VHS tape so they have to try and find a VHS player plug it into an old CRT be able to play the tape to figure out what to do yeah uh, yeah that's really cool brilliant yeah. and then there was also the, there was an easter egg of like a ghost lady in that as well in, I in feel the... like that's a glitch I really do feel like that's a glitch I don't Is think it? That, yeah I don't think that was because there's all, all these videos on YouTube it's almost like the uh like the the Sasquatch in San Andreas, right? All oh, right. Like people like making these videos to try find it. Now some people have video clips where you do find it. Yeah. You try and replicate that, you can't find that. You just can't. Right? Okay. So I feel like that's uh, a glitch where some people the model of the character was appearing at points where it shouldn't have, and I think it's been patched in to get rid of it. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I remember playing that demo though, and <laughs> just much like PT, just been like, nope, nope. Yeah, it was scary. And I think there was a point you had to go into an attic or something, and I was like, nope, I'm okay. And uh, if you clear the demo, like I remember trying for ages to try to figure out, because it's like, it almost had that PT level of like trying to figure out how you clear it. All right. Right, and then you try all these different things and. There is a molded in the de- oh no that uh, that was the, that was added on to yeah, it. the first so the game demo, didn't have anything. The demo had pa- uh, updates. All right, I so didn't know that. Every that. month or so, it got like an addition, another room added, and that will just add more to figuring out how to clear it. Yeah, and then eventually, yeah, like they added a molded down in the basement, and yeah, because it was I like think you could kill it, but. Yeah, you could kill it, but there were, yeah, there was a door covering mold and no one could get in there and eventually they released a trailer where it's going through the house and it shows that door slightly opening to yeah. let everyone know the, the next update, that door is open so yeah. you can go in there. But when you clear the game, or clear the demo, uh, yeah. you eventually go up into the attic, hmm. uh, which would be the area where you fight Mia. Yes, in, in that's the game. right. Yeah. The start of the game. Yeah. And in one of the rooms is a rocking chair and I think there's like laughter happening and there's like a sign on it that says uh, well done or something like that and there's like an antique coin in it uh, on the chair Yeah. and the coins are a mechanic in the game obviously that you you find the coins to put into these little bird boxes to unlock upgrades to yourself or, or to weapons Yes. Uh, so that antique game, like if you save your game save the demo uh, you can load that up into the main game and you carry that antique coin over to use in the game Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. That's very yeah. cool. One of the, another thing I liked about Resident 7, um, this is a very small thing, but it bridged the two names. So in the West, it was called Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Yeah. 
and over in the east then it was called Biohazard 7 Resident Evil yeah I love that I thought yeah. that was really cool because like in Japan where it's made the series is actually called Biohazard yeah uh, and yet it's known quite popularly as Resident Evil not only because it's very popular in the west but because the movie franchise got called Resident Evil yeah um so I just thought it was really cool that they decided for this one, let's bring everyone on the same page and like whatever way we name it, the subtitle will be the opposite. You know? Yeah, I thought and that the was seven really cool. Works. Yeah, well. the way they, the way the they font. tie it in. Yeah, that's yeah. Really, really cool. Really cool. Probably not as cool when it's Biohazard 7 though, is it? No, it's it's just, yeah, it's re- it is it's really nice. How do they do it on that one? Uh it's part of you know bio Oh, did they put it in Resident Evil underneath? Is I it, remember now. Is it still? Is it like the same thing, but it's just Biohazard is on top? So what it is is that they they take one of the letters. So in Resident Evil Biohazard, yeah, it's the I and the V. Yeah. No wait, V I I. V I and the L, but they only use color. Yeah, in so the make it look like V I I basically yes. using Resident Evil. Yeah. Whereas in the Japanese version, it's Biohazard Resident Evil, but in it's the Z of Biohazard. They just color, color part word. of that to make it look like a numeric seven. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's very good. That's very clever. I love shit like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Good job, Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, and Resident Evil 7 did what Resident Evil 4 had done previously, which was revamp the Resident Evil Yeah, get series. people interested in Resident Evil again. Yeah, yeah. so kudos like, like, for doing that. Introducing the, the whole following around system as well, which was a great system. Yeah, they brought back... and it, Yeah, that's actually not a new mechanic because that dates back to Nemesis. In Resident Evil 3. Yeah. No, true, yeah. The enemy stalking you thing. Hmm. And other games in the Resi series, I think, did that too. So it's not a case of... Basically, that is a mechanic that was lost in Resident future games. games. So that game brought that back, the idea of an enemy stalking you. Yeah. Uh, and now the remakes are doing it, you know, with Mr. X and Resident Evil 3 itself is being remade now. Yeah. And Coming the DL- out this the, year. The DLCs for Resident Evil 7 were really cool. Yeah. Like the... What's it called again? Mia. I think it's actually just the one called Mia. I think. Right. I think. Are you talking about the one you play as the uncle? I don't think there's one where you play as Mia. No, Mia. it's not where you play. Yeah, you do play as Mia, don't you? In and DLC? You're, it's where you're brought to the house first and you see the family is like really, really nice. Yeah. They're a really, really nice family and then uh, they, oh, you're like being looked after because you're the character that the tanker crashed and stuff like that and so they bring you in they're looking they're like mending you kind of and you're in uh one of the bedrooms anyway right um because there's a sister isn't there like it's not it's like the actual daughter of the family yeah that's right yeah yeah. Yeah. so you're in like her old room or something like that and then they also come back jack comes back and he finds that oh they had the the little girl as well so they're looking after her and within like a few minutes, the family goes f- like insane. You see how the family goes from this loving family into. The and that's of- the thing, isn't it? Don't you later on in the game find out that they were a yeah. loving family? And you have this moment, and I think it's kind of done like a dream sequence yeah. type thing. But it's like Jack, right? He's the father. Yeah. He like literally says, please us out of our misery or something like yeah. that i can't remember they're like sitting on a couch and he's explaining you know we're not bad people yeah, yeah. you know and it's like so you realize like the people that have been tormenting you for this whole game and you probably hate them for the whole game are actually victims of something else yeah yeah, yeah. 
It's really cool. But it's nice to see like them in their original state and the house looks lovely. Yeah. And right. how it becomes this horror yeah, place. That's very cool. And Mia's try- Mia tries to ex- uh, escape then. Yeah. And how she becomes captured. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm an absolute pussy compared to you two then. Because <laughs> uh, you both had horror games as your favorite games of the year. And while I liked both of those games, my favorite game of 2017 was Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah, that game had that year. Yeah. It did, yeah. yeah so it. it's. Um, I think what I liked about it was I wasn't expecting anything from it. I really mm. wasn't that excited for it and I didn't expect much. Yeah. Uh, but I remember thinking that the concept was kind of cool. Just the idea of um, this. It's a post apocalyptic world with these giant machines roaming the wilds, essentially. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Might be a fun game. So I picked it up. Didn't expect much out of it at all. And it was way more in-depth and way bigger a game than I was ever expecting. The opening is fantastic. Yeah, really good. Really good. And I really like Aloy as a protagonist. I think she's a great character, and I think they wrote her really well. I would not have been as much a fan if she was... Like so, and it's said from the get go, she's um, she's an outcast of a tribe, and she has been outcasted her whole life, along with the person who's raising her. As part of the plot is to find out why she is outcasted or what's so different about her. Um, and I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of deciding right. Well, this character is going to grow up to be a very angry character who doesn't like or trust anyone. Then, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't think I would have liked her if that's the way she was, if she was aggressive. Um, instead, she is a very curious person mm-hmm. and she is uh, very much of the... Um, she, her motivation is to prove herself. She wants to be accepted, not that she wants vengeance in any way or anything like that. And for that reason, I really like her as a protagonist because I think it makes her very relatable. Her whole thing is, I just want to be accepted um, and I want to know more and she's curious yep. she wants to know more about the world so every time she's finding out a little bit of information she wants to delve further into it kind of like Alice in Wonderland I suppose she's, she's a curious character um, and has already I think become like a PlayStation icon oh absolutely yeah, Aloy. yeah. She's like, and you know the second one is going to be like it's going to be huge ridiculous it's going to do what Uncharted 2 did to the Uncharted series what Assassin's Creed 2 did to the yeah, Assassin's Creed series yeah because I think like I do think the first game, as big as it was, and Jesus, it was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, I do think is that's only the beginning as such. Yeah. And I, it I definitely think... has room for improvements. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. The I actually, I'm not crazy about the combat. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. It's one of the elements. But the world building, the way they talk about AI, their yeah. tribal society, the way they look at robots as like, or they have like, there's this big computer system and that's like their god. That they worship. Yeah, like I, I, loved I love that shit. And I love that, that, like the, the old machine or the the. I suppose they would have been. Either factories or, bunkers or something like that. That's like, right. They the, call them uh, cauldrons, right? Yeah, the way they're kind of like they're versions of temples and mm. shit like that, and like, I, you must stay away yeah. from them because you'll anger the gods and stuff like that. I, yeah. loved exploring that shit and finding all the, the old 
like kind of tapes, I suppose, to to listen to them back to see the way. The yeah, world what happened was. to the world? Like, how did the world end up this way? Like just the setting of it. But yeah. I love, yeah, and people have grown up in this world, and some like I just love the notion that people, some people haven't questioned it. This is their norm, and as far as they're concerned, the machines have maybe always been there. Yeah. Like some people don't even think about the fact that oh, someone made these, and it was possibly us. Yeah. Do you know? And then. But Aloy is questioning everything, you yeah. know, and well, which is great because you as a player are going to anyway, so it gives you a and the, the a reveal, voice. the story reveal, I think is just phenomenal. I actually think it's fucking brilliant. It's really good. Yeah, it is. It's like, really it's the most, this is one I can't spoil because I actually haven't played nor cleared the game. Have you? Not? No. Well, I am not going to spoil it. Well, the game. See, I I am um, much like Resident Evil Seven. I remember playing it and I was hooked at the beginning. I thought like, Jesus, this is almost Pixar level in terms of storytelling. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and then it gets into the game. But it's also a bit sorry, just like the, in the last episode, a bit like Uncharted Four. Yeah. If you want to restart it, the start is a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, it takes a while to get. Back so there's a long. Yeah. There's a long kind of uh, prologue to the game. Yeah. But it's but for your first experience, it's pivotal. Yeah. to the overall experience but the um the gameplay then of Aloy trying to be accepted by the tribe kind of thingy yeah although her motivations are interesting as a character I hated that entire bit it just really slowed down it was like let's get down to business uh, yeah it was like <laughs> But once you get, like, so I remember getting so far and I was like, you know, I've been playing this for a good, like, I say about three hours and I'm like, I'm just not feeling this game. And yeah. I left it. And I think it was when the Beast from the East came, the snowstorm. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was stuck in the house for a few days. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I was going to clear this game. So where I picked up yeah. onwards is a phenomenal game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it opens up, that like, first three hours is like it's it's actually kind of shit. Bit I, of a trudge. I think like without that, it's a way better game. So when it starts to open up till when it like clearing it, and I also dropped the game. I think way down to like the easiest difficulty as well because, like you said, I think the gameplay is not great. Like the no, combat, I think the combat scenarios are the it's combat is not that good, and it's really annoying that like you just want to get from this point to that point, and. There's so Every many time, machines. almost like ba- uh, Arkham Origins, it's like it just the, the yeah the amount of machines that just want to fight you, and nearly every fight is like a boss combat nearly because you have to. It's like an RPG element; you have to figure out how to take them down. And that just yeah. So yeah, like I think the combat should be quicker. Yeah, yeah, more fast paced. Because what's yeah. really so interesting about the game is going through those cauldrons, find the story, and then getting the reveal at the end is just like. That's really good. Yeah. Back to when you said Beast from the East, I thought you meant like the DLC, and I was like, that's, I was about to say Frozen Wilds. Yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah. what it's called, but then when you, oh, yeah, yeah, I no. kind of copped yeah, on. The snowstorm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and even like the music to the game, I found very moving. The world was very immersive for me. Yeah. I was just so surprised. I wasn't expecting this giant open world experience. And the map kept getting bigger. And like I said, like I don't like That kinda of threw me off. Like I I, I okay. said I didn't play it, but I did play a bit of it. Yeah. And the fact that it was open world, I was like, oh, I don't want another open world game. Well it's so funny because a... I've said this a couple of times. On paper, Horizon Zero Dawn is absolutely everything you'd like. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. And yet for some reason you I, I didn't it. even I thought I thought like But it goes to show because I think like when we go back to The Witcher Tree, right? Yeah. On paper, The Witcher Tree is a game I would absolutely love. Yeah. I will and go back reason, and play Horizon. I can't get into it. So it's a similar Is that thing I would recommend dropping yeah. it way down. Yeah, and yeah. Just 
just experiencing push through the story. Yeah. Mm. Because I do think that the gameplay isn't great. And I do hope um, that's something that they improve on in the sequel. That and the world doesn't feel like I know she's a female, in. but she doesn't have to use a bow. All right. I mean, I I think the I don't think the bow thing is because she's a female. I know you yeah, you're drawing comparisons to Tomb Raider, right? Tomb Raider and, and, and Ellie and Katniss Everdeen and Ellie. Right. Like well, nearly every strong female character has actually used the bow at this point. They went for the bow it's to make her feel tribal. It's tribal, yeah. Oh, I yeah, think tribal hunter esque. Yeah. She could have an axe. So in that bow. sense, it actually nah, for me it made sense. The bow made sense. Um, uh, well, maybe just yeah. We need because she does have a spear type thing, doesn't she? As well, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's really kind of that's slow. That is slow. slow that, yeah, slow I have an issue with using. But that. it'd be cool if like you could have the bow, but you could also have a choice of also melee weapon. And depending on the type yeah, they of definitely need to open it they, up. Yeah, big time the bow though, I think they do a really good job at it. Like it doesn't feel slow to shoot. No, and the you can change your ammo quite quickly in it. And yeah, yeah. So that aspect of it, I think, is is actually fine. But yeah, I, I, I do think they need to improve the the combat big time, and they also make need to make the world feel lived in. Yeah. As well, like the the certain civilizations you go to, uh, there needs to be more kind of interactions and exploration in those locations as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like trying to tell different tribes apart is kind of difficult. Like the but Karsha, I, was... I think you can tell yeah. when when you when you see one of them. You do, yeah. But yeah. everyone They're else kind of looks the same. To I was yeah, just the Ajian and all these kind of. Yeah. I was so surprised with the amount of like side quests and things and everything. Like I, I really wasn't. Maybe I just didn't keep up with when they were telling people about the game. Okay. I was not expecting any of that. I thought it was going to be like a real linear game. I kind of wish it was. Um, I don't no, know. I, if, no, I like the. Open I don't world, know if I the world, just... if they would be able to sell you the world if it was linear. Yeah. No, I like the open. But maybe open linear. Because, like, when you think about it, we have too many. When it comes to PlayStation exclusives, right? There isn't that much diversity in PlayStation exclusives. They're all mm. single-player, story-driven games, right? The fact that now PlayStation has an exclusive open-world game is yeah. so great to have. But what they do need to do is take things like from The Witcher, where the side missions have a lot more depth and importance yeah, to them. Yeah, a bit bigger, yeah. Because the side missions aren't great, and you don't get much out of them either. No, they're okay, like... Yeah, it's like... They're looking for extra... Like, they're not as bad as just... They're not as bad as just fetch quests. I think no. another thing that threw me off was... Because obviously, for for the start, it's ages before the, the tribe you're first with recognizes you as a friend. Not... They don't accept you into the tribe, but they recognize you as a friend that they're willing to deal with you. And the market it's open to you, so you're able to buy stuff, which is like, okay, cool. Oh, yes, this is right. But you have all the best equipment at the start Yeah. for, like, quite a you long time. You can buy, while. like, the... F- yeah, no, but can- like I said, that's only if you're on the... Like, if you play that game on normal, right? Yeah, you'd it's have not, to kind it, of... It's, it, it doesn't play out that way. But your bow is, like, the most well-rounded, so why would you... But there's other I get what weapons. you're saying. Like, why, I know, I know there why are other would weapons. the best bow in the game be available to you so early in the game? But it's not, is that what you're saying? Um, well, not, yeah, well, for a long I, time it is because you I, meet other merchants because I know what I, he's talking about. You meet other merchants and for a long time the they, stuff they're offering is not as good as the first merchant you met. I'm not, so I mean, that, I mean the, very, the very first bow you have is better than most of the bows they sell you at the start of the game. Yeah, I know. Because it's the most well-rounded so I was like, okay. Well, that again, that now, depends on your, your gameplay strategy. You know what I mean? Like, if, like I said, if you were playing this on... I think if you want to play this on easy, 
you're doing it just for the story and that's why that's the way i played it and i just want to mm. play for a story i wasn't i didn't care for the combat it wasn't my thing but if you were playing that on like a, a normal or a harder difficulty those weapons will absolutely matter and mm. depending on your gameplay style as well it's kind of like with like when you go to like resogun like if you look at the game resogun you're kind of thinking like well why would you use any of the ship other ships because the I think it's like the yeah, Nemesis yeah. ship yeah. is the best well-rounded one. Well, some people prefer to have speed, like myself. So I would go for the Phobos or something like that. Or the Phobos was, was the strong oh, one. Oh, the fat one, yeah. So I would go for the Ferex or whatever it was called, right? Yeah. Uh, that one has speed. That's that's more important to me. Whereas one of my other friends wanted more power, so they go for the Phobos. And it's when you go higher difficulty, that's when that stuff matters. On the easiest difficulty, none of that matters. Fair. I think... Um, I would always, I've said it to many people, I would recommend Horizon Zero Dawn to people who don't know what kind of games they like, right? Yeah. And I, the reason being, uh, I think it's a good tester, right? You might not like everything about this game. Like, so for example, um, we're both, we both agree, like, we don't like the combat, right? Yeah. But there's loads of other stuff about the game we do like. Um, I think if you play that game, you can pick out the element you like. Yeah. And from that, people can now recommend you loads of games you should play. So, yeah. like, if you're like, oh, I liked, um, you know, I like just exploring the open world. It's like, okay, here's a whole list of games you should play then. Yeah. Or if someone's like, I liked um, the dialogue bits where I could choose what I what I get to say. Okay, here's a whole list of games you can play. Like, I liked using the bow. Here's a list of games yeah. you should play. You can kind of <laughs> so see the direction they took, they're going to go as well. Yeah, they took like... So this is the credit that made the Killzone games. They took yeah. a lot of stuff from a lot of games that they'd obviously seen and liked and pulled it together. Like I don't, Horizon Zero Dawn for me doesn't do anything new. No. no, but it takes a lot of stuff that works and then does and and makes an experience. Yeah, like, that's not I think the only credit you can give it. Oh my <laughs> oh, God, the Pip. ghost is back. Pippin is barking. Ah, someone's here. Credit we could give Horizon is in writing. Yeah, like the writing. Well, the is design, all the designs the of the machines are absolutely class. Yeah, yeah. they're really cool. like I, I, know, the, I know. Obviously, the they're just based off Jurassic Park, but. <laughs> But they're not all robot dinosaurs. I know they're not all robot dinosaurs, but just the idea of that is such a... N- but this, the reason for the robot's designs is part of the story reveal, which is, I think, phenomenal. The The plot is actually really good. I, I will... I will uh, the yeah, story I, plot I, I've really always good. been meaning to get around and, the plane, and I just haven't. And there's this will. interesting dark thing going on in the game as well that's yeah. interesting, and, and there's a reason for everything. Yeah, there's a reason for everything in the game. The expansion is good as well, isn't it? Frozen Wilds. Uh, it's okay. It it's fine. It's fine. It, it improves on some elements, like how, uh, like cutscenes. Like you know when people are oh, talking, yeah. like it kind of Horizon oh, that kind was of kind has of the, to me as well. yeah, it kind of has almost the Oblivion style. You know, it zooms up yeah, on the space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So it improved that in the Frozen Wilds. So when you play the Frozen Wilds, you can kind of see the direction they're going to head in. Where mm. they improve on certain things. Gameplay wise, it's so difficult. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it? really hard in comparison to the original game. Even I, though it recommends, like, I think it's like level, I don't know, 11 or 15 or something like that. They say, oh, yeah, this is open to you so you can go play it now. That's right, because there's no quests, way you can do it. Yeah, certain quests as well, they, they kind of recommend it to you based on your level. Yeah. So you can kind of see whether you're ready to take on something. Some or of not. the creatures in the Frozen Wilds are tough. Yeah. But there are newer creatures because there is a reason for why certain creatures look different in different locations okay but i, I yeah, like that's the, the thing that really why I, why it's my favorite game that year 
not only because it's a character driven story which is something yep. that I always love and it's um, it's got a really good story which is something I always look for um, just because I am always fascinated by um, different like beliefs and stuff that's yeah. stuff has always interested me the topic of religion and spirituality mm. has always like, interested me so the way they talk about the machines as a religion is just fascinating to me whether it's an AI that they worship or whether it's um, even just like uh, oh, those machines are possessed by demons and it's a computer virus or whatever you right, know yeah. mm. like the way they speak about stuff in this tribal nomadic old school kind of just made this such a immersive and interesting world that's it was far more in depth than i was expecting at all from the game i expected something much smaller than what it gave me so yeah. my expectations were blown out of proportion now maybe if i had expected a lot more or maybe if i'd followed what the game yeah developers had, because i didn't follow anything on it so maybe if i had been following it maybe i would have been like yeah it's just Arr. a mega game but because i was expecting nothing Okay, is was, this... Uh, I'm going to ask a question. Is this question anything to do with the storyline? But are there any animals in the world? Because what do they eat? Because um, so far in the world, you really... No, there is, yeah. yeah there's animals. Do you get to see them in the world? I can't remember. You I know you get to see ants. I know they put a dash or detail. You can see ants going up a tree. It at no point explicitly says there's no animals. Um, it would make sense to the plot that there is. Mm-hmm. There's definitely... I think I've seen, <laughs> I think I've seen things like birds and rabbits. I don't think there's larger mammals. Mammals, yeah. No, I think okay. just smaller, like because they get they some of them wear fur, like so they're gonna have to have like yeah. That's, that's, why, I was, that's why I was asking. Yeah, and like the, do you really no, look, get to see any the, like other animals? Or something? The larger plot, the larger reason behind it all is really good, and yeah, like Adam said, the reveal is is well done yeah really well done because like, i think the game has one of the most generic fucking names for a game ever uh, i was about to say that because you know sometimes like i love like i'll talk about how i love the name of a game and yeah. like that is important naming your stuff is really yeah. important and it can have an impact as to whether um it you know whether you'll remember it or not right yeah. uh, horizon zero dawn is a terrible name for a game and a terrible name for this game no, I don't think it's a terrible name for this game. I think well, it's a terrible name, just straight up. It just doesn't sound great. It just sounds very generic, just like whatever. It sounds like words thrown together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, it actually has a reason in the story, and I actually okay, really like enough. I really yeah. like how, why it's called Zero Dawn. I don't know why it's called Horizon. But That's the bit I mean, though. I think that it's called Horizon. I wish it was just called Zero Dawn. I do think it's called Horizon just to kind of show off uh, the decima engine and its power in terms of draw distance and stuff like that i think there's kind of like a meta reason for that yeah but like i don't think like i'm you made a joke about this before right like imagine calling the next one horizon zero dawn 2 yeah i think it will be oh you think i don't think the game is called horizon zero dawn i think it's called horizon zero dawn no 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 no. and i think the next one will be called horizon zero dawn 2 no, 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 no. And when that happens, I'm gonna be like, to the well, average there's Joe, the worst more, title for a game ever. Like, to the average Joe, you more or less just said the same thing. I know, yeah, yeah. It's all about it's like there's the Matrix or the Matrix, man. <laughs> well, it if you had to um, read this written down, it'd be even more confusing <laughs> because you wouldn't have my pronunciation of it. So I'm sure, like, yeah. It, I don't think it's called Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it's called Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. 
great yeah, no, yeah. Great game, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the thing is, like, interestingly, it doesn't have great replay value. No, it doesn't, and I would it's agree like, with that. You play it, and then that's it. Like, yeah. in terms of it being an open-world game, it has incredible detail, like, ridiculous detail for mm. an open-world game. It does, Especially yeah. for the first attempt. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and like the kudos to them. Lush environment. What does that even mean? Beautiful, means well done. beautiful right. world. Well, there's nothing to do in it. There is yeah. absolutely nothing to do in that world. Yeah, it's Unless, that whole thing of like, and and it opens up more and more, and every, every so you see the map get bigger and bigger, and yeah. you go, "Fuck, I have no time for this." Yeah. But um, it's that thing of like, it doesn't really matter how big your map is. Yeah. It matters the content and the experience is what matters. Yeah. So whether it takes me. 10 minutes to get from one side of the map to another part of the map I need to get to yeah. and nothing happens or two minutes but there's something amazing at every step of the way yeah you know there's a big difference between that yeah because even like if you take something like uh, Skyrim which would have obviously locations that even seem somewhat similar but in every location there's going to be something that is going to benefit you whether mm. it's a new side quest or it's going to be just uh, some a piece of armor lore. or uh, a thing that like is a collectible or something yeah. right yeah most of the main decent collectibles in horizon zero dawn are all in the cauldrons so you just go there you yeah, don't really need to like there's some really nice locations and in, they're reminiscent of like the temples in tomb raider or the i think in assassin's creed or all something. the ancient kind of temples. yeah, yeah. Oh, kind of like that yeah. yeah but i just mean like like so they play like that so like like I said, Horizon Zero Dawn pulls a lot of influences from a lot of other games. Yeah. Tomb Raider that, is one of them. That's why, the Witcher yeah. is another one. The thing of going around the world and like collecting little bits and stuff. Yeah. And I know, I know why I was kind of not really big on the whole it being an open world and going down to the cauldrons and everything. Why is that? Was because maybe last year, year before, some of that. Not too sure if you wrote down. Mass Effect Andromeda was out, and that had like. Each war, each planet you went to was this big open map with essentially nothing there, and it was a sci-fi. And you had the, the the big. Oh, it kind of dampened your. You had the the, the um, remnant cities, which were these underground structures, looked very very similar to the cauldrons and everything. All right. So I was kind of almost playing it. And I was like, right, this is not what I need. Is a big open world. What I need is. Well, actually, I think Mass Effect came out that year as well. I think. Yeah. Alright, so I, I played, yeah, I played So you that. had played that before playing Horizon, and maybe yeah. it just And then of... there was a Metal Gear Solid 5, obviously, big open world, nothing in it, and, yeah. yeah. So, I, like, it was, I was kind of getting disappointed by open worlds, kind of one after No, and that's fair enough, and as well, like, an open world game, is, like, it can be, you're like, I just don't have time mm. to get yeah. into one of these big things. It can be very off-putting, but I do think, again, now the combat is annoying, and it is going, and there's a lot of it, so you, that's something yeah. you kind of have to trudge through, but I just think the experience of the story... Yeah. And the world is worth experiencing once. Yeah, like yeah. the I just yeah I just think the yeah. the reason for the world being the way it is I think is really clever. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I mean it's not an unheard of plot, but in game no, yeah. I haven't seen it in games before, yeah. so it's good. Yeah, like, Eric, think, Eric's so intrigued. Now. Uh, we I actually work like, for Gorilla. Uh, this court case is. But I do think that the se- the sequel is going to be. I think amazing. I think yeah, because as well, what's after happening with more games and other things that they will because like, like they would have been making this while some other stuff came out, right? Mm. So even some of the stuff that came out in the last in the two years prior prior to that, they were already working on this. Yeah. So they wouldn't have totally changed it up altogether. 
Um, so now that stuff and anything that's come out since then is going to influence the sequel. Yeah. And also just their own ideas and stuff that they yeah. go, well, that didn't work. Let's try this. And I do think Horizon Zero Dawn, the sequel, whatever it's going to be called. Or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn Horizon 2, 2, the sequel. Bring me the Horizon 2. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. So I actually am really looking forward to that one, yeah. uh, which is, we don't get a lot of original IPs. So it was nice to get this one. Yeah. It's nice to get a new a franchise starter on the PS4 because the PS4 felt like it was just ending other series or rebooting series. Mm. And Horizon was one of the few like series starters on the PS4. And nice to see Guerrilla Games just like finally break free from Killzone. Killzone. And embrace something totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Because that's very difficult for a studio to do because studios tend to like the reason they kind of tend to like shove out the same style of games every time yeah. is because they have the tools and the skills already in place and yeah. it can take a long time to change that up like, you know hire new people uh build a new game engine that of will course, play yeah. for a very specific game. like ea are struggling to make games different types of games with their frostbite engine because frostbite is built for first person shooters and they're trying so hard to make things like Mass Effect or Anthem or Battlefront, like anything really. They're trying so hard to use that Frostbite engine with all these different types of games. And it's not working. And all their devs hate using that engine because it's built for first-person shooters. Crazy idea, man. Try a so, new engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, just, I don't know, just gotta go out and hire one. Yeah. But, uh, Unreal Engine, why not just try that? Like everyone else is using it. Yeah. yeah. So for them to just like pivot completely, go from a first-person shooter, uh, and they had an engine that worked for that, and build a whole new one. Yep. For an open-world third-person game, and I think it was a first attempt. Well yeah, done. and I like to give them credit as well for um, taking the risk because yeah. they didn't take a risk on a small game. Like, yeah, I thought it was going to be a linear thing. This game is really big. It's really yeah. huge. And if it was, and it went down well. If it was a total flop, like you would, they would have been scoffed at. They were like, yep. "What the fuck did you put in all that effort for?" Right. Yeah. Uh, but it went down really well. There's a lot, like it was well received. A lot of people liked it. So, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. So that sums up our favorite games from 2017. It was mostly horror, actually. <laughs> so we had the the little light, happy Horizon Zero Dawn, and then we had um, Resident Evil Seven. And the Evil Within 2. And some of the other games that came out that year were... Hold on. That can't be right. What? I have Breath of the Wild written down. Yeah, it did come out that year. That's not your favourite game that year? I'm so surprised. No. Like, it's a great game. Why did I think that came out way more recently? Because uh, people still play it. And it still sold for like 70 quid. Oh, Jesus, I thought that came out way more recently. No. I thought that only came out like... Well, I thought it came out the following year, actually. 2018. No. Jesus, right, sorry. Breath of the Wild came out that year, so I imagine that one you are probably surprised no one mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Odyssey, Near Automata, Injustice 2, Hellblade, uh, Cuphead, Destiny 2, um, and Neo. Those, yeah. those are some of the really big games that came yeah. out that year, but there was loads. And like, Breath of the Wild was a phenomenal game. I don't want to say like it's, it's not, but it's just... Yeah, no, look, it's like we've said before, our own, these are our own personal preferences, yeah. and also... That doesn't mean we don't like the other games. It's just we yeah. we are restricting ourselves to what is your absolute favorite from that year. Yep. Um, so next time we will be shocker talking about our favorite games from 2018, mm. uh, which will be another very interesting one, I think. 
Uh, but for now, let's get out of this haunted playground. Uh, <laughs> this court has been adjourned. <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. See ya. <laughs>